0: Seventy-eight podcast episode number zero zero eight i was born in the year 1978 and one of my earliest memories and i can truly only just remember this is of the detroit tigers winning the world series in the year 1984 at the time of that event i would have been six i was living in michigan which is you know one of the reasons i think i remembered it was sort of a big deal when it happened i lived in a town called saint Clair in a really old house that was situated right along something called the St. Clair River which is this very small river which hooks up to the much larger St. Lawrence Seaway for those of you who are unfamiliar with the St. Lawrence Seaway it is a system of waterways uh, situated between the United States and Canada which link up the Great Lakes to the Atlantic Ocean and it kind of allows these really big, um, massive, in fact, Tanker ships to move back and forth between the Atlantic and various uh, um, port cities in the Great Lakes region, right. So that's that's where I was living. Anyways, uh, in the year 1984, Ronald Reagan would have been president of the United States. The Cold War was in full swing. Uh, the Tigers had just won the World Series, like I just said. And I was living an incredibly idyllic childhood in the American Midwest. I gotta say, it was nice. It had its routines, and one of the l- largest uh, routine was, of course, uh, the, the school day, going to school Monday through Friday, um, a good portion of the year. Uh, the school that I went to was actually pretty close to where I lived. Um, I could walk to it. Uh, you know, I could I could walk to school. I could walk walk home from school. Again, idyllic childhood, right? Um, so, anyways, at, at the school I went to. There there were smaller routines, subroutines embedded in the larger routine of going to school every day. And one of those smaller routines was that every morning after we had all stood up and placed our hands over our hearts and said the Pledge of Allegiance, all of the students would uh, then sit down in our desks and there would be a paragraph that the teacher, Mrs. Gilmore, had written on the board. And then uh, our job as as students was to read, in in unison, to read the paragraph out loud. And the paragraph was usually uh, some kind of combination of current events, things that were going on. So, you know, what you would start with, you know, today is Wednesday, uh, the 5th of whatever month, 1984. We'd read, 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 read. Right. That's kind of how we did things. That was one of the routines. Um, so anyways, uh, I talked about the Tigers winning the World Series in 1984. Well, you know, the holidays would have, would have happened in October. Uh, we would have gone into, you know, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, taking a bit of a break from school. And when we came back, uh, you know, the, the year had changed. We'd gone from 1984 to 1985. And there's uh, one day that would have been in November of 1985. Uh, I would have been, uh, at this point, seven. I would have moved from being six to being seven. Uh, So this is about a year after the Tigers would have won the World Series, actually, now that I think about it. Uh, The short paragraph had something in it about Reagan, Ronald Reagan and Mikhail Gorbachev meeting one another in Geneva. And you know we had it was it was in the paragraph that we all read from the board in unison every morning after saying the Pledge of Allegiance. So this event was clearly a really big deal, right? Um, we read about it, and then we kind of moved on from there. Now, one of on that day, as we read that paragraph. And, and read about Reagan and Gorbachev hanging out in Geneva um, you know my, our, my seven-year-old mind that I'm assuming that most of the other you know six-year-old seven-year-old minds around me knew a couple of things one of the things that we knew was that Gorbachev was a Russian we also knew that he had a strange mark on his head I think we were more interested in why he had a strange mark on his head than anything else but we knew that because we'd seen pictures of the guy um we also knew that Russians were communists, and that communists were bad, and uh, therefore, um, Gorbachev, being a a Russian communist, that that he was bad. It's really interesting as I, I reflect back on this. I'm, you can't see me doing this. Um, I, I say I remember knowing, and I'm putting air quotes around the, the word knowing. Um, and we, we knew. You know that that Russians were communists, and we we knew that communism, and therefore Russians were bad. That was just something that was like uh, it wasn't like something that you really spent a lot of time thinking about. It was just kind of in the air that you breathed and in the water that you drank. It was it was a known thing. It was the way that things were. Period. The end. No need to discuss it. Right. And uh, you know now, I, I'm saying this into a microphone. In the year 2020, I'm almost 42 years old, and I'm looking back at this, and I'm, I'm thinking it's really damn strange to uh, remember there was a time in my life when I was a child when I could uh, know for a fact, the same way that I knew that the Tigers had won the World Series, that I could know that um, uh, Russians were communists and communists were bad, and therefore Russians were bad, and that I, that I knew those in like the same way, right? There was this factual thing, Tigers win the World Series, then then this sort of like opinion thing communism bad, but in my childlike mind, they, they were equivalencies, right? Like, um, uh, they were the same level of like irrefutable sorts of things. Um, I don't know if that's making sense as I say it out loud, but I really hope that it is. Um, anyways, uh, back to my story for a moment here. We read this paragraph about Reagan and Gorbachev meeting and, um, uh, after we read the paragraph, one of the things that Mrs. Gilmore, the teacher, would do is she would ask every the whole class, does anybody have any any questions or anything, any comments about what was in this paragraph, about these current events that you just read about? And, you know, people usually had something to say, I heard this, I heard that, or I have a question about something. And um, I, I remember some kid asking something like, well, what, you know, what are they going to talk about when... They sit down and hang out in this place, and Mrs. Gilmore said they're probably going to talk about a lot of things. Uh, one of the things that they would probably spend some time talking about was nuclear weapons, because at the time, you know, the United States and the Soviet Union, the USSR, they were engaged in an arms race. They were um, both trying to outdo each other to make, uh, I guess, more nuclear weapons, to have more advanced, more sophisticated, more destructive, faster nuclear weapons uh, and all that. And this was a very big deal, right? Because nuclear weapons, like the, at the time, this is another thing. It's really weird that, that this was a part of my childhood. And it's it's it, it wasn't weird when I was a child, but as an adult looking back at it, it seems like it should have been weird. It's definitely weird now. Um, the The possibility of nuclear war was this thing that was kind of like also sort of oddly always present in in my life as a child there was a sign i remember going out for recess and uh, uh the recess was right outside what would have been like the the gym of this school there was a little area parking like paved area where you would do stuff like play four square and dodgeball or whatever and uh above the doors there was a yellow sign uh, with black lettering and it had um like this circle thing that, that that, and it said "Fallout Shelter." You know, you've probably seen versions of this sign at some point if you are of a certain age. Um, I remember seeing that sign one day at recess and asking one of the adults, "Like, uh, hey, I'm curious about that sign. Uh, what, why, what, why would, why would, why, why is it there? Like, why is it above our the door to our gym?" And uh, the adult calmly and rationally explained to me that in the event of a nuclear war, everything will be fine because what people will do is we'll get plenty of warning that there's nuclear weapons coming our way, right? And so what we'll do is we'll you know get some of the things that we need and we'll calmly and orderly go to a place like this where you you see a sign like this that says fallout shelter. If you go there, you go there and you hang out and you just kind of wait for the nuclear war to be over that's the plan and and they explained that to, to me as a kid and I went oh okay groovy I get it if uh, you know the, the sirens start going off I gotta grab um, my favorite stuffed animal and some of my groovy toys and head on down here to the to this place because the school was walking distance from my house I could get there pretty quickly and I'll, I'll go to the gym and I'll go and wait out the nuclear war no problem got it easy thanks glad that I know that now right um but this is like the, the this was stuff that was happening everywhere, right? This wasn't just me that this is happening to. There was this happening to kids all over the United States. I don't know if it was happening to kids in Russia. but It was definitely happening to kids all over here. We're talking about nuclear war, the possibility of nuclear war. Um, anyways, I'm on a tangent. I'm on a sidetrack here. A kid had asked Mrs. Gilmore, you know, what would Reagan and Gorbachev be talking about when they hung out in Geneva in November of 1985? And she said they'd probably be talking about nuclear weapons and about the possibility of kind of uh, taking the number of nuclear weapons that each country had and reducing it, making it less. And that would be good because um, nuclear weapons, well, uh, <laughs> we, we need to have less of them. And, you know, this this is one of those things where, like, Uh, I I imagine that this was one of those situations where a teacher found herself in like potentially hot water where things kind of started to go off the rails a little bit. Because, you know, then that question leads to the next question, which is like, so if we why why would we take apart our nuclear weapons? If nuclear weapons are bad, why do we have them? You you know, and now the teacher's like, oh, what have I gotten myself into? I got to kind of find a way to backtrack out of this one. Yikes. Right. You know, it seems to be the position that she's in. So she does that, right? She's like, you know, she she answers some questions for a little bit um, and effectively kind of tries to put the genie back in the bottle and and says, oh, we've asked a lot of questions. It seems like you still have a lot of questions, but unfortunately we're going to have to stop asking questions about the current events. We're going to have to get on with our day. We're going to do different things that we need to do. And so we did that. But um, at the time, my, my little kid brain didn't stop thinking about this, right? I, I was... I had somehow picked up on the fact that something had happened here, that that we had started talking about something in the normal way that we start to talk about things when we are kids. We started to ask questions about this thing that we had read off the board, which we read every day, like we always did. And uh, something had gone wrong. Something was amiss. Something was awry. There, there was something out of place. And the teacher uh, tried to do something about that. She, she basically shut down the conversation. We're not talking about this anymore. We're done. That That's what happened. And that stuck with me, right? And, and, and uh, it stuck with me throughout the day. And I, I actually remember at the end of the day, um, uh, it was November, like I was saying, so it was kind of cold. Uh, my mom picked me up from school in our, our car. It was a big, uh, kind of like a priest classic station wagon uh, that had wood fake wood paneling along the side uh anyway she picked me up in that and she asked me the thing that moms ask their kids when they pick them up from school she was like how was your day at school and I was like it was all right but I have a question and she's like cool what's your question and I was like so in the beginning of the day, we started talking about you know the the thing that's going to go on in Geneva where Reagan President Reagan and, and Gorbachev they hang out and they talk about stuff and mom's like mm, okay yeah that's going to happen and I said yeah we asked Mrs. Gilmore what uh what they were going to be talking about. And she said that they'd probably talk about nuclear weapons and reducing the number of nuclear weapons. And then this other kid was like, well, why would we reduce our nuclear weapons? Like, I thought that us having nuclear weapons was fine. And and are you is, is it bad that we have nuclear weapons? And so I'm, I'm asking my mom now. I'm like, I'm confused. So like, are nuclear weapons good or are nuclear weapons bad? Because if they're bad, and we have a lot of them, then that doesn't make sense because then maybe we're bad. Um, like I, I, I was, I was truly befuddled. I was baffled by, by this thing, right? I was trying, this is, this is one of those, those things I can remember. Maybe one of my earliest, uh, recallable instances of cognitive dissonance was actually occurring. I was thinking like, okay, like nuclear weapons are bad. We have nuclear weapons. How, how can nuclear weapons be bad if we uh, we meaning the United States of America, the country that I, I'm in, uh, have them like, uh, uh, why are, and, and if, and also kind of starting to piece together, like in some weird childlike way, like, why is it good if we have them, but bad if the Russians have them? And asking, actually asking that question to, to my mom in the car. And, um, my mom was like, well, here's the thing. Um, uh, we have to have nuclear weapons because, they have nuclear weapons, and, and they have their nuclear weapons because they think they need to have them because we have them. And I was like, oh, okay, I, I think I follow that. Here's a new question, though. Um, if we're afraid of nuclear weapons, we're afraid of nuclear war, and they're afraid of nuclear weapons, they're afraid of nuclear war. Why don't um, Reagan and Gorbachev just basically recognize that we're all afraid of these things and just like go, let's get rid of them all, then we don't need to be afraid anymore. Eh? Um, again that's how uh, my my childlike mind was was thinking about this and my mom said something along the lines of you know it would be really great if they could do that it would I mean it would be wonderful if if that's the way that it was going to work but here's the thing they're not going to do that they're not going to come to that decision and I was like well why not like why won't they like if there's this bad thing and we can just get rid of this bad thing, why don't we just get rid of this bad thing? I really, uh, I was getting kind of worked up as a kid. I was like, this, this isn't making sense. Um, not like crazy worked up, but like, you know, just sort of like saying like, I, I, I'm, I'm lost here. I'm I'm confused. I don't understand. You know, um people are good and if people are good, why don't they do this good thing? Sort of way of looking at things. Like I you know, I was I watched a lot of G.I. Joe and Transformers and I I read comic books and you know, really believed that people were basically good or goodish. And so I didn't understand what was happening here. Anyways, um all that is a long way of building up to this idea. Um, that my mom said, well, we can't get rid of the nuclear weapons that we have because we can't trust that the Russians would get rid of the nuclear weapons that they have. And I said, well, why can't we trust them? And she said, because they, they would just lie. And uh, again, I could sense that this conversation was, not, was weird. It had like this uh, vibe about it, the same sort of vibe that was in the classroom earlier that day, right? Like it was like this, you're talking about a thing that you're not supposed to talk about. You're asking questions that, um, you know, a seven-year-old boy is not supposed to ask. And I I picked up on it and I let it go. Why am I saying, telling you this story? Why why put this on my podcast? Well, one of the things that I've been thinking a lot about lately, um, is the world that I I live in now. Right now I, I have my own child, um, and he's growing up in, in this world, the world the way that it is currently, and um, you know, with all of the the good things and the bad things that come with that world. And I've been thinking uh, about the the state of it and kind of wondering how did it get into this. And I, I started to to write down my thoughts, and um, I thought, you know what? This might be interesting. This might be sort it could be, you know, it might be really boring, but I don't know. It could be an interesting thing to kind of chronicle on this podcast that I do very occasionally called From 78. Um, I can, I can maybe explain like through the using my life, my natural life as the kind of timeline, explain a little bit about where we were, where we've been uh, and where we got to and how we got from where we were in the past to where we are in, in the present. And, and that might be an interesting thing to do. I don't know. I actually don't know if it'll be interesting. But it's something I would like to try. So this has been the first uh, part of that. The, the, so what's, what's the lesson of, of this first podcast that I'm trying to, to point out here? It's probably not obvious. Uh, that story that I told you, There's something that I I think is maybe implicit in it, and and that is uh, in the past, in the year, in the 80s, the the mid-80s, I guess, uh, which is when I can remember things happening with some level of detail. In the time I was like six, seven, eight years old, uh, there was more than... The United States was not the only super powerful country in the world. There was another another, um, set of... um, Countries, I guess, the USSR, right? That that had got together, and and there was like this dual power thing going on. the The United States, the West, in which I lived, was organized around um, the idea that that capitalism was the best way uh, to organize society economically and socially. That that capitalism provided the most efficient, uh, the, the the bestest ways. Of caring for large numbers of people, and in the the Russian slash communist slash east, uh, there was a different uh, kind of zeitgeist. There was a a, a different set of um, macro systems and and values that were in place: uh, socialism and communism, that were in opposition to capitalism. And those uh, the same way that that people in the West thought that capitalism provided the best ways to. Kind of take care of the largest numbers of people, uh, the people uh, in in the East, they thought that perhaps socialism or communism was the best way to take care of large numbers of people that it was the best way to organize things on a macro level economically and socially and and There was a competition actively going on uh, between these two systems: um, the capitalist West was competing with the socialist communist east. And I I have this idea, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about this in the next episode I do in this series. I have this idea that one of the things that each of these two sides was trying to prove was that they had the best way to care for the largest number of people. Uh, I I also think that one of the ways they were attempting to prove that was um, (laughs) oddly by, by building lots of nuclear weapons, right? The idea perhaps being that the system that allows for the creation, uh, the fabrication of the largest amount of nuclear weapons is clearly the most superior system or something like that, which is weird because like nuclear weapons don't actually take care of people. Um, they don't, you know, I mean, I guess you could argue that they act as a deterrent to people like coming after you or something like that. But I mean, right now, nuclear weapons are just like sitting in places, not doing anything. They're not really caring for, for people in, in an active way uh, or anything like that. But anyways, um, that's it. I guess I'm going to stop talking now. I feel like this has been a slightly disorganized, weird podcast that I've created. It has been. I don't just feel that way. That's what it's been. But maybe that's good. I don't know. Uh, Either which way. Thanks for listening to this episode from 78. Uh, Future episodes might be something like this where I sit down in front of the microphone and say things and stuff. They might be interviews as well. Um, uh, We'll see. Uh, Until next time, folks. Take care. Make some glorious mistakes. And I will be in your ears again soon. I'm from 78.